0: You're listening to Deliberate Living,
1: the podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically.
0: My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a nomad, coach, creator, and outdoors woman.
1: And I'm Beers, a vagabond, joy artist, permissionary, and story breaker.
0: We explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms,
1: finding freedom and happiness however they choose.
0: I'm Holly, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast.
1: This week, we are continuing our series on the four types of freedom that Holly developed uh, many years back. This is the last of our scheduled series. We are looking at freedom of finances.
0: Yep. The freedom of finances is basically the freedom to do, buy, have whatever it is that you want. If you want to you know, buy a round of drinks for your friends, you can do that. If you want to take your family on a luxurious, uh, wonderful vacation, you can do that. If you want to retire early due to savings and smart investments, you can do that too. Those who are looking for the freedom of finances find it so important and so motivating that they'll do whatever work they have to do from wherever in the world they have to do it um around whatever hours are asked of them, because that that paycheck, that take home pay is you know the biggest form of freedom for those particular people.
1: Yeah, this one in some ways, it's the one that resonates least with me from what I actually seem willing to sacrifice other things for. I definitely am in a place in my career where I am able to have to actually exercise quite a bit of freedom of finances that's all relative of course but it's it's not an area where I am willing to sacrifice a ton of my time or a the need to stay in a single location, et cetera, for. It's, uh, it's something that's more a freedom I am very, very grateful for and not one that I have had to personally spend a lot of energy in freedoms elsewhere to gain.
0: Yeah. I feel like for me, the freedom of finances has also been like a smaller chunk of, of the pie of the freedom pie. Um, But at the same time, living the way that I do, like living in the van and having such low bills allows me to have a little bit more freedom of time. Well, uh, freedom of finances um, because I don't have to make as much money to accomplish the, the same responsibilities that I had before. Um, I'm not paying a thousand dollars a month in rent uh, for a stationary house. Sometimes the van costs that much and more <laughs> depending on what is going on with her in month um, or where I'm traveling to. But um, yeah, for me, I think that, you know, the other freedoms have so far been uh, bigger slices of the pie, but I have a number of friends who, you know, go to work, do the work. It's a means to an end. They like having that, capital. They like having that financial freedom so that they can do all the other things that they want to do. So one thing that I heard, uh, I think the first time I released anything about the four different kinds of freedom, um, somebody commented that, well, isn't the freedom of finances, like the only kind of freedom there is because it allows you to have these other kinds of freedoms and short answer. No, (laughs) right. Much longer answer. The rest of this podcast
1: <laughs> well, what, something I really like thinking about with each of these, uh, whether it's time, creativity, location, is finances, is they're all energies. and i I love thinking about all of these as currents with the way that we talk about finances. It has a lot of energy language to it in terms of its current, its currency and whatnot, but there's cash flow, all of these this, this terminology uh, and the thing about finances that can be a little tricky in isn't that the only type of freedom that there is is that this this imaginary thing that we've created of money part of why it was invented is because it's a quote-unquote universal medium of exchange is that you can take money and you can turn it into so many other things you can take money if there's enough of it and you can't create more time but you can use your money to have other people do things that take up your time, and thus free up more time for yourself. You can't. Uh, you can use money to travel and to be different places. You can use money to, in some ways, allow yourself the some uh, some additional resources and potentially some additional space to focus some of your creative energy where you want to focus it. So there is a little of that, that stickiness, that, that universal medium of exchange aspect of money that Mm -hmm. can flow into these others. However, just because it is a supposedly universal medium, it, it isn't really Uh, having Having freedom of time, having freedom of location, having freedom of creativity, you could actually do all of those with very little financial resources. It's right. there there might just be other things like as you said, buying a round of drinks for your friends or quote unquote retiring period uh, <laughs> that may or may not be possibilities without that freedom of finances
0: right right I think that I mean a lot of people that I know and you know on the road who are doing um, a similar lifestyle to me have found freedom of finances by having very few financial obligations so you don't necessarily need to find freedom of finances through having more finances so much as having fewer bills fewer needs, and you can still find that freedom like I make like below the poverty line <laughs> consistently every year, my poor tax guy, I guess I hire a tax guy. It's worth it for me. Um, but I still find a way to contribute to my retirement and to have savings and to be able to tithe towards things that are important to me. Um, and like, I love talking about money. And I know this episode is going to make some people really uncomfortable because they hate talking about money, but I love talking about money. So if you ever want to talk about money, I'm your girl, but like, I don't have a lot of money. I have some, some internal blocks. I have some self-worth issues. I have some things that I'm working through to bring a little bit more financial abundance to my life because mm-hmm. it will give me some ease in some areas. Maybe I don't have a run now, but like, even are. though I make such a little amount of money compared to some people, also a great amount of money compared to other people, the amount of money that I make is enough for me to get by and do the things I want to do and still contribute to like retirement and savings and investment and that sort of thing. Um, only because of the way that I live. Right. So my pursuit of the freedom of location, creativity, right, right. time in the way that I've pursued it over the last few years has also given me a freedom of finances in a way I didn't have before when I was making more money, but also had to spend more money on rent and bills and, you know, expectations And things like that. So, you know, there's, it's not just like mo money, mo better. Although there is like a scientific level. I think it's like $75,000 in the U S like that's like more money than that. It like, does not bring more. happiness. doesn't actually an extraordinary amount of money to me. If I was making 75 K, like, I feel like all of my problems would be solved in that realm. Right. But I'm still a human being. I got issues (laughs) that money can't fix. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, it reminds me of the way, I think we talked about this on an earlier episode, the way that having freedom of location created greater freedom of time
0: mm-hmm. because
1: mm-hmm. when I, for myself, when I was having to go into the office, I was having to spend some of my time, resources on commuting to and from the office, on a specific daily routine that I had to, uh, to do to get ready every day. And so by having greater freedom of location, it allowed me to, to have more freedom of time to spend elsewhere on perhaps more creative pursuits. So they all it's, it's so interesting how these all tie in together and how mm-hmm. freedom of finances, yeah, it can help you with other types of freedom. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Other types of freedom can help you with the freedom of finances.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. I feel like you said earlier that the freedom of finances has not really been a big motivator for you. And it also seems like you have a pretty substantial amount of freedom when it comes to your finances. And I think that is another example of your lifestyle allows for it. Is that true?
1: You know, I honestly, I get uncomfortable talking about not, not talking about money specifically. Uh, Although maybe at times I do, but for me, for whatever reason, I don't, I honestly do not. No, uh, I'm sure that being a, a white male definitely has a part in this, although there are lots of other white males who do not have this specific uh, privilege. But having well-paying jobs that are not substantial demands on my life and my time and my location has been something that has just seem to flow into my life with quite a bit of ease Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i'm very very grateful for it um like i said i don't understand it but i i know that in the business world that i operate in that sphere of my life i tend to be very good at what i do um the way i strategically think through Business processes and how to improve efficiencies is very valuable to employers. I have found, and it often doesn't take a whole ton of my effort. I it's there have been very few periods of my life when I've been working 50, 60 hours a week, which is something I see so many people talk about doing. And that's Mm -hmm. that's just rarely been a thing for me. And yet I I make uh, enough to sustain a nomadic lifestyle that for this past year has been uh, definitely not one where my bills have been substantially less. Uh, I have not been generally living and sleeping in a van with out those the, the expenses that come with living in a structure. Uh, I have spent a lot of my time this past year living in a lot of short-term rentals. Uh, some of them have been very cozy uh, and bouncing around to hotels in different parts of the country and still have been able to support many people in my life with uh, some of their financial needs and financial wants and uh, and I love being able to do that so much. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's not, it hasn't been a priority for me. It just is something that's, that's there. And I love being able to direct that energy that I have uh, both to ways that I personally like and enjoy but also to ways that benefit those that are that are dear to me
0: Mm. I love that looking at it as energy because it is and it's currency and that is a current and that is uh all of the energy I think this is probably Of the four types of freedom, I think this is going to be not controversial necessarily, but I think people are going to have opinions. I think people are going to, and I really want to know what they are um, and how how different people view money. I know that my openness about it makes people in my life very uncomfortable sometimes. And some people love it. They're like, oh my God, you want to talk about money? I want to talk about money. Let's fucking talk about money. Let's do it. You know, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like I'm happy to talk about it, and that is something that I have cultivated over the last few years. So if you're looking for a way to boost your freedom of finances, you don't feel like you have uh, freedom of finances right now, there are a few things that I would suggest. I mean, the obvious things of like, find a way to earn more money, find a way to spend less money, like that's well and good and like whatever the fuck, like uh, what else. That's not the biggest piece of advice I could give. (laughs) The biggest piece of advice that I would give somebody who's looking for more freedom of finances is to learn about finances and to get really honest with yourself about your own finances. Um, I love personal finance books and podcasts and YouTubes. Um, I think that learning how to understand money or where to put your money or how to think about money, like, From like, from the basics of like, I don't know how much money is in my account until I check it. (laughs) Like, that's, that's a different way of thinking than like, I am preemptively like I know what my January bills are going to be to an extent. Like, I don't know my groceries or my gas, depending, like, it depends on where I am and how expensive those things are.
1: You know, a range.
0: Yeah, but I know a basic range and I have some, some bills, you know, like all of my different kinds of insurance that like, I know what those are going to cost. I know what the hosting fees for this podcast are going to cost. I know pretty much what my cell phone and what, what my hotspot plan are going to cost. So I plan ahead for those, but like that level of budgeting is like kind of step one, like you, you step one of getting freedom of finances is to become very aware of your own finances. And if you're really uncomfortable with money and you're super uncomfortable with your finances and you kind of like stick your head in the sand and you're like, whatever, it's fine. As long as I don't get declined, it's good. where everything is fine. <sighs> like that's terrifying. Um, you maybe start with like putting oh. your banking app on your phone and like just checking it every day. Just look at it. You don't have to do anything. Just look at it. Just be aware, you know, for like a week or two, and it might not be comfortable. Right. But this is how you're going to level up. Like, if you don't know what's going on with your finances, if you don't make any money and you have no idea what's going on with your finances, suddenly like winning the lottery or like landing like a six figure salary job is not going to make you good at finances. Like that is not going to give you freedom of finances. Having more money is not necessarily more freedom. Like having a car is not necessarily the freedom of location, right? Like, There are so many other things that go into building it and you need to like have a base level of awareness of what you're doing with your money. So look at your bank accounts every day and then maybe start writing things out. You know, like I do mine on paper. I know a lot of people who use apps or who use spreadsheets, pick a thing that works for you, try it all, see what works, Um, you know, and like educate yourself, find a book or a person who's good at money and (laughs) Like you're interested in what they have to say or like a friend who you're like, Oh, you seem good with money. Can we talk about it? Like do like you have to educate yourself on things like that. If you want to see more of that in your life.
1: I'm, I'm so fascinated hearing you talk about the reading books on money and understanding the way money works and tracking your money and knowing where to put your money or invest your money that's it hearing you talk about that it reminds me of one of our beautiful differences in the way you are structured in the way I tend <laughs> to not be nearly as structured uh, in most circumstances
0: and not in recording intros <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we've been for those uh hearing that comment we have been recording a new intro for this podcast and i definitely wanted to write out the script and have holly saying this beers is saying this and uh holly was definitely ragging on me for wanting that level of structure to it (laughs) uh i love us uh (laughs) You're
0: pretty
1: great. <laughs> the, my concept around money, as I think more and more of it as, as a current, as an energy, I, a few years ago, really went deep in looking at the terminology that we use for money and for other types of, of energy, where we have like the term bank. Bank and finances and money is a place that you can store your money. You There's also things like power banks that we can store electricity in to then use later to charge devices. There's river banks that hold the water in its place and help guide and direct it. Yeah. And for me, I have rarely spent a lot of my attention figuring out how to what to do with that money in terms of storing it someplace uh, or growing it with investments it's it's not money is not something that's ever been sticky for me it's something that i can hold for me it's always has just been a flow that comes in and goes back out. And I have made many efforts over the years to try to hold that money and try to grow a a bank of that money. And when I have tried that, my anxiety levels, my stress has just gone through the roof. and for me again for whatever reason it has just it's been a tap that has been on and i'm able to tap into it when i need for what i need and when there's a large expense like throughout my life it's been uncanny the way that when i have a large financial need even things that are very unexpected it just shows up and i am so grateful for that but i i for myself at least up to this point in my life i have increasingly needed to learn to just trust that what i need is mm-hmm. going to be there when i need it and and trying to take that that security into my own hands by putting away this money over here so that i can tap into this Secondary source, when the flow is, is not sufficient, that's that sense of taking that security into my own hands has never has never worked for me. Um, uh, I, I can give an example from, from mm-hmm. earlier in life when okay. I was I was, I think 19 years old, and we was I know, 20 the years year. ago. I was working at this print shop and I was driving this old Volkswagen and I made a grave error labeling some time-sensitive printed materials and the company had to spend $10,000 to reroute overnight all of this material. And so I came into work the next day and was told that they were letting me go. And so I've just been fired from my job. I'm driving home, pretty dejected. And in the middle of an intersection, this old Volkswagen Fox I was driving lost all acceleration. And I just slowly coasted through the intersection and into a parking lot. Smoke started billowing into the cab and I got out, started pulling my stuff out while my car literally just went up in flames. And so literally within hours, I had lost my job and my car had burnt up in front of me. Oh, my God. (laughs) That same day, I get a call a few hours later from my uncle. He knew nothing about what was going on. Uh, my grandfather had passed away a year, year and a half before. And my uncle calls me up and was like, so, you know, with your mother being gone, your mother's portion of your grandfather's estate is being divided among her four kids. So uh, you're going to be getting a check for about $10,000 sometime in the next four to six weeks. And... Completely unexpected. It was more than enough uh, at that time to get uh, to get a new used car and to be able to put some stuff on credit cards while I waited for this to arrive. And once I got a car, I got another job and got back up on my feet. And it was that type of thing I have seen happen over and over and over again in my life, where things, if I allow myself to super stress about it, things feel like they're just going to overwhelm me financially. And yet what I need literally just comes out of thin air and I don't get it. And I feel like sharing this could upset a lot of people because it's a sensitive thing. And it's definitely a very real stressor in many, many people's lives. Uh, and this I isn't think- like a prosperity gospel type of thing. Like it's just what I need has just for my life and my experience, it's, it's just shown up and it's just,
0: yeah. a tap. I think that that's definitely something to keep in mind. Right. Is that we're all here. We've all seen some shit. <laughs> the older you get, likely you've seen a little bit more shit, right? Because time does that to people. Um right. but at the same time, like things haven't always gone our way. And sometimes we lose jobs and sometimes cars blow up, and sometimes, you know, like roommates come home three days before Christmas and tell us that they're moving out and therefore we need to move out. Um, mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't happen to everybody, maybe that just happened to me. But you know, the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call him, Sebastian, um, doesn't really like leave you hanging, right? Like they all this this thing this greater us, whatever, uh, like comes through and kind of gives you what you need. And it's not always what you want. It's not always what you think you need. It's not always when you think you need it, but like, we've always been taken care of just in the last week. I was talking to a friend of mine and she was talking about kind of a similar situation. She's Uh, She's in her early 20s now. So this is a time of our lives that you and I have been through and done. And very similar to what you just said, um, similar type, you know, life not exactly going to plan. And she was saying something about, you know, I always just rely on the universe. And it like doesn't seem like a good thing. Like it seems like foolish and immature to just like rely on the universe. And I want to be able to rely on myself. And I want to be able to like... Uh have you know a bigger savings account or a bigger income or a bigger whatever and like she was kind of like like dissing on like is that a thing that people say anymore dissing on the uni- dissing on her trust of the universe maybe I'm showing my age um and oh, and I was like what do you mean like that's not a bad thing trusting the universe to come through for you is like not bad like a you know if if it feels good to have a bigger income and a bigger savings and you know have your own bank um that you can you know contain <clears throat> in if that makes you feel safe and secure and taken care of great but also like the universe isn't gonna just like leave you high and dry like she's gonna come through for you in some way shape or form whether you realize it or not and so I think again between two of us like we're so similar and we're so different ha- for me having that like understanding of of where my money is supposed to be going, where it's currently going, where it has gone, what kind of money is like coming in and what I'm expecting. That makes me feel better. But I also acknowledge that the universe has not left me hanging like this month. (laughs) I got a few extra writing gigs and I was so excited. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. More writing gigs means more money means I can contribute to My retirement. I haven't maxed out my benefits yet this year, but like I could do more of these things that I want to do. And then my dog had to go to the emergency vet, and there goes the entire extra writing gig earning that I uh, was so excited about. But you know what? The universe. And also, you had
1: the universe provided what you needed. Yeah, I didn't know that's what I was going to your dog to the vet. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And to me, so much of this of the idea of freedom of finances and money in general and the prioritization that, that we as at least Western humans uh, seem to put on this specific energy is founded in a desiring security. Mm -hmm. And there's this idea that if, if we have, If we have enough money, then the things that happen in life aren't going to be able to shake us. And we will be able to weather whatever storms may come at us. And, and there's definitely, there definitely is a sense in which our stories and what we see in the world seems to feed into that. You see, you see these billionaire investors who like are, Literally, in spending so much of their money to get off of this planet,
0: <laughs> like five because, minutes in a penis-shaped ship. Like, come on, come back to right. Earth and give your money to the people who work for you. That's right. Years. Not going to go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and well, and there's in like, and it definitely plays into this narrative of of okay, well, the world if it. it the world is, the environment is is in decline, the world is burning, and it's going to affect all of us, except those that are able to spend their billions and trillions of dollars to just leave the planet altogether. Uh, and so there's, there is that story that is somewhat sci-fi and has some roots in what we are actually observing, that paints this picture that money is what gives us security
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: for me i have taken more and more and more comfort personally in frankly laughing at the concept of security (laughs) that there there is like it's it's a completely made up idea that that things are in beautiful chaos all the time, and whatever we think we are doing to prevent this bad thing from happening, mm-hmm. there are so many other quote unquote bad things that could happen that can completely throw our plans out of a court. Your plans for what you wanted to have in January, and you had this additional income coming, and then all of a sudden that's, that's not where it goes. And also you had exactly what you needed for what you needed. And for me that I have felt so much, so much less anxiety as I've been able to lean into that, that what I need is going to be there when I need it, whether it, Is what I expect it to be or not, whether it's what I quote unquote, want it to be or not. Even, even the times when what I want to have happen, isn't what happens by and large throughout my life, I have, it often takes time for me to see the story this way, but what has happened has been beautiful over and over and over again. And 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 again, that's that's a hard thing to say. And and it's and it definitely can be a very controversial thing to say because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really shitty things that happen. There's a lot of really shitty things that people experience. Mm-hmm. I have experienced a lot of really shitty things. And I am so grateful that I have so far been able to, with time, shift those stories into stories of gratitude and seeing the beauty of the way things work together to uh, the way things work together to just create more, joy, more beauty, more experience of life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's not going to make life easier inherently. Like it makes, it definitely can help solve some problems if you have the income to solve a problem or the savings to solve a problem. But at the same time, what's that, that famous quote, more money, more problems it's not necessarily that more money brings more problems. It just allows more things to be problems, right? Like I remember a few years ago, right. I had a head gasket blow on one of my cars. Um, I only had one car at the time. It's <laughs> not saying that I had multiple cars and one of them blew a head gasket. I've had a few cars. You've had a
1: garage my- full of of, of <laughs> yeah, dozens of, uh, of Italian sports cars. And- yeah.
0: I've never parked a car in a garage in my life. Um, but i've had a few cars blow head gaskets and the first time a car blew a head gasket it was like all right cool car's dead can't do anything about it Fuck, that's a problem and then a few years later my next car also blew a head gasket totally different make and model of car totally different year totally different problem same head gasket blowing but this time it was like this is allowed to be a problem because i now have the money to like either solve this or get a new car and a few years prior the blown head gasket was like, all right, I can't do anything about it. I can't get a new car. The head gasket is blown. Like I had problems, but that was not one of them. That was just a thing that happened. And then the problem was like getting the car out of my driveway, which is easy. (laughs) Not that hard. You just pay a junkyard to come pick it up. Or like they actually pay you. Can we come pick it up? Here's $300. But then a few years later, when my car blew the head gasket, I had the finances to like have that be a problem or like having the dog have to go to the emergency vet. It wasn't an emergency per se, like it wasn't a life or death thing, but it was definitely a, like, I can't solve this on my own. And it will be so much more stressful if I don't front the money to get a professional to fix this. Um, And so if I hadn't had the money, taking her to the vet wouldn't have been the problem. There would have been another problem. But the money would have like negated that opportunity, that option for solving the problem. But because I had it, it was like, I need a professional to deal with this. It's going to make both of our lives easier. And then like it didn't, I didn't like it necessarily, but it was better than having to deal with the problem without a professional's help. Does that make any sense? Or am I like talking in circles?
1: No, it totally makes sense.
0: If you're looking for that kind of freedom, if that's like the most motivating thing in your life there are ways you can do it by earning more money or having fewer needs financially. So it can look all different ways. And, you know, what you want to do with that money will look different to everybody. You know, some people want to buy a house. Some people don't want to buy a house. Some people want to take trips. Some people want to start a business. Some people want to take their dog to the emergency vet without having to worry about it. Some people want to like buy a bunch of food and spend hours making meals for their friends to come over on Saturday night and then having a big old house party. Like that costs a lot of money too. Like it just kind of depends on what you think you want to do with it. I think, I feel like it's such a personal, just like all the other types of freedom, like what you need it for is so personal to you. And it's not like a good or a bad thing. It's not like, oh, freedom of finances is my main driver. And that means you know, I'm the next Jeff Bezos. Like, that's not what that means.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really curious to hear what our audience's thoughts are on this one. Uh, I think you and I have both said a lot of things that might activate people in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that we have said things that are helpful, that are challenging, that might help shift people's perspectives on uh, on finances, on money, on this type of energy, on energy in general, and I'm excited and also a little bit anxious to <laughs> read the comments, to hear what you guys have to say, uh, but please uh, like and comment the video or leave a review in the podcast app. Feel free to make comments on our Instagram feeds. Uh, We would also really love if you would send a quick recorded video of what your thoughts are on some of what we've shared or on freedom of finances in general or any of the freedoms that we've been discussing the last four weeks. Uh, We may very well return for another episode in this series to discuss some of the things that, that you bring up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Watch our Instagram feeds because we will figure out the best way to acquire those, um, audio video recordings from y'all. And then we will make an episode specifically, uh, just made up of your calls. Like which of these four types of freedoms resonates the most with you and why, how are you seeking them out in your life? What does it look like for you? Um, keep the recordings preferably like less than three minutes. But, uh, you know, just send us the recordings we'll We'll have the link um in in our instagrams to do that, but, yeah, I really want to know how this resonates with other people because as similar as we are and as different as we are, you know, we're only two people, and there's like billions of people on the planet, and I don't think that billions of people are listening to this podcast just yet because we don't have a peanut butter scholarship um sponsorship yet, but we will get one. <laughs> And yeah, I want to know how these four types of freedoms are showing up in other people's lives. And if you've gotten any value out of this episode, like, subscribe, five stars, rate, do the thing, Um, send it to a friend. If you have been talking to somebody else who is having some similar conversations, Um, we do have a Patreon specifically for the Deliberate Living podcast, and we have uh, at least one Q&A Um, up at the time of this publication (laughs) and we will be including other like mini episodes or maybe like an extra long episode um here and there over there as well so if you want to help offset some of the costs that go into producing the show that is one way you can do it Um, and if you want to follow beers and i uh separately (laughs) on social media i'm at holly c Priestley
1: and i'm at the.nomadic.beers
0: yep So come follow us over there and we have the deliberate living podcast has its own Instagram and it's deliberate living podcast until then tune in next week for another excellent episode and um, yeah, send us your responses.